auto offense. Live from Smitty1.com studios, it's the Fantasy Football Show. Live! Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. Take a lap. What is going on, good people? We are here talking fantasy football 2022. We're going straight to the voice messages. Let's go. It's voicemail time. Drop a voicemail at the Fantasy Football Show on the gram. Tell your grandma. He'll punch you in the throat. Hey, Smitty, it's Jake. How's it going? Uh, per police report, experts are saying that the Cardinals quarterback, Kyle Murray, seeking a little north of what Derek Carr got, about 121 mil. Uh, what's your thoughts on that? Thanks, Bob. Kyler Murray. Question at hand is Kyler Murray. Let me get rid of this right here. Kyler Murray, and there's talk and rumors going around NFL news wires and circles that Kyler Murray probably isn't going to feel comfortable playing without a new contract. Now, we went through this song and dance earlier in the offseason. Kyler Murray was instructed to keep his head down and, and to just roll with the punches, play 2022. Maybe, maybe, Kyler, you get an extension in 2023 in the offseason going into 2023. There's an echo. Why is this always the case? Every time. There we go. Echo gone. Going into 2023, you could get your extension, Kyler. You know, it was pretty simple. The, the process was simple. Keep your head down. Keep your head down and roll, bro. And roll. And no, what does Kyler Murray do? Again, now there's rumors about that. Now, now, this could be just news getting generated, people making stuff up. But... My guess is Kyler is trying to stir the pot a little bit. He thought, maybe if I come in for a couple weeks and don't say anything, maybe maybe they'll give me my extension. They gave him his fifth-year option. They extended him through his fifth year. That means he's under contract for two more years. Sometimes quarterbacks get extended uh, two years left, sometimes not. Most times, other players get extended with one year left. Kyler hasn't proven it. And I know that, and everybody's going to say, we, we need to have Kyler. We need to lock up Kyler. I'm a Cardinal fan. I'm in Arizona. But I'm telling you right now, as a Cardinal fan, Kyler Murray does not need to be locked up. Kyler Murray is still needing to prove that he deserves the bag he's about to get. And so for me, I'm saying we're staying clear of Kyler Murray extensions this offseason in Arizona. And if he wants to sit it out, the Cardinals are not the kind of team that's going to let him push him around. Um, I think the Cardinals have made it clear. This is why Kyler Murray wrote a letter saying, you know, I want to get paid. It was like a ransom letter to the Cardinals organization because contract talks didn't just halt. They were ended. The Cardinals are not offering him an extension. That could change. You know, the Cardinals could look at all the, uh, I don't know, all the, the different signings and news and change their mind and say, look, you know what? Let's reassess this. Our accountants have come in here. They have Michael K. CPA, probably a guy like that. Like we've got Michael K. CPA here on on the channel, the top super chatter in one given live stream with 199 bucks. Somebody knock them off, I dare you. But they probably have their version of Michael K. CPA, and Michael K. CPA on the Cardinals. Their version in Bizarro World. Their version of Michael K. CPA probably comes in and says, "Guys, we're going to be paying through the roof." on this Kyler Murray kid if we don't sign him to an extension now. That could happen. I'm not saying that can't happen. That could happen. However, however, I believe Kyler Murray, with two years left on his contract, 
with still the ability to franchise tag him and still the ability to franchise tag him again. I don't care if he's happy when he's not performing and making the Cardinals happy. If he's performing, showing leadership, goes back onto the field during the final play of the game, which he did not do, mind you, in 2021, the final play of, of, of this season for the Cardinals. This man doesn't step out onto the field and take a snap with his teammates. This guy's constantly talked about as being, you know, by himself, not leading, not motivating. He can't just do it for a month straight like he did. I like that he's put his head down. He's come to work. He got his boy Hollywood Brown. Like, they did some things to make him happy, right? I like that he's kept his head down. I've been re-motivated to back Kyler, support Kyler. I'm I'm going to give Kyler the benefit of the doubt. I've said that every time I rip on Kyler, I always find a clip where I don't. I always say, if Kyler turns it around, I will support him. Kyler can be a top five fantasy quarterback, but he's also creating this black cloud over the organization right now and himself and the situation and potentially making things very bad for him. And he could unravel. He could have a horrible year. A lot of pressure. Dark cloud over his head. Uh, self-made problems and craziness. that He is self-making right now. And and I think that he's kept his head down. I felt very good. They got Hollywood Brown. Maybe the Cardinals will be okay. Then the schedule comes out. The Cardinals have the worst schedule in the NFL. And now he's potentially talking like this. I don't know what's going to happen. I just know that if Kyler Murray goes down this road and the Cardinals don't want to go down the road with them, meaning the Cardinals don't want to give him an extension, then guess what? Kyler Murray's going to go into a dark place and it's going to get bad for him. So we'll see what happens. I don't think the Cardinals want to give him the extension. That could change. Kyler or Lamar in Dynasty, Michael? That is a good question. Uh, by the way, appreciate everybody in here. Spacula first in the building. Gary, James, Nate, Dylan, Wesley, Philip, Jeremy, Hod Prime, Nevin, Jaden. Uh, appreciate you all. This one's close. I, I say even. They're both running quarterbacks. They both have the potential to get hurt more than the average quarterback. And I don't want to hear that that's not true. Lamar Jackson was on pace. He got hurt. But if you extrapolate his rushing attempts per start, you know, multiply it, extrapolate it out over a course of a 17-game season. This dude would have ran the ball 180-something times. 180 times. You are upping your risk of injury by an extreme degree. I don't want to hear that running quarterbacks aren't as likely, to, they aren't more likely to get hurt. That's, that's garbage talk. So Kyler and Lamar, honestly, I don't want either one of them. Because I don't know how long their shelf life is, Michael. I just don't know. The Bruce. Alright, here's a question. We all talk about DK, 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 but we're disrespecting Tyler Lockett. What do you think of Tyler Lockett this year uh, in Seattle? Is he a re- receiver three, a low end receiver two, or is he just not drafted? We're having some AC problems. It is freaking hot in here. My head's sweating. Um, DK versus Lockett. I'm going to say, bro, I probably, I mean, like, the reason we disrespect Lockett is DK's a baller, bro. DK is potentially a top 5 to 10 wide receiver. Um, Lockett is disrespected, but Lockett is a, a wide receiver that needs a quarterback like Russell Wilson, bro. 
So I, I'm not I'm not into this whole Lockett's going to be the same version of himself without Russell Wilson. I don't know how a a lock or any wide receiver is going to be able to produce old Lockett numbers. I'm sorry, any quarterback in that Seattle quarterback room. I don't see how any Seattle quarterback is going to help produce old Lockett numbers. Lockett was he was lockstep, no pun intended, lockstep with Russell Wilson. That's not going to be the the case in this situation anymore. So Lockett, he gets disrespected. I get it, but we can't we can't rank Lockett any higher than we have him. We just can't. We can't pull him back into low end wide receiver one or super high end wide receiver two value without a quarterback. If he gets traded, like let's say he got traded to Denver or uh, to Green Bay, then he'd be a, a big time situation. But DK Metcalf, it is so hot in here. Woo! And I've got all this machinery on. I gotta shut everything down. We're working on the AC unit. Um, and it just in this studio with all this equipment, while the AC is going on and off as things are getting tweaked on it. Um, yeah, it it can get pretty pretty toasty in here. Um, DK Metcalf, top ten to fourteen wide receiver in twenty twenty two. Lock it, a wide receiver three. With upside, a wide receiver three with upside. That's gonna. That's what I'm gonna tell you, the Bruce. Hey, Smitty Stormcat here. Storm, I'd like to hear your analysis on why you don't seem to be as high on Travis Etienne as you do on Brees Hall and Kenneth Walker. You know, Etienne was a first round pick. He's got almost no. Hold on a second here, uh, Stormcat. Don't be throwing me in a bucket of people that don't believe in ETN. You're painting this picture like I'm not an ETN supporter or advocate. Like I've been pushing them out there like crazy. I haven't talked about ETN all the time. What are you talking about, Stormcat? I'm not sending you on a lap. But I talk this man ETN up a ton. He's one of my favorite mid-fifth to top of the six-round picks. The reason we don't... Here, let's keep finishing. I did I did pre-screen this one because I wanted to know what the first three questions were because I put them on the graphics. So I kind of heard this, but I stopped it. There this year with James Robinson basically being gone from the Achilles. And I really do think that offense is going to be much better this year with Urban Meyer gone. So in my mind, ETN is on par with those other two, and I'm wondering why he doesn't seem to be in your perspective. It's, it's not that he's not on par with the rookies like Kenneth Walker and Brees Hall, but you could say that Kenneth Walker and ETN are very close in terms of ADP value, right? So I'm okay with you taking ETN over Kenneth Walker if that's how you feel. But Brees Hall's a, a potential second round climber. This guy could climb into like mid second to bottom of the second with ease. He could climb into 14, 15 overall territory, Brees Hall, with really good preseason play or some hype footage or a coach coming out saying we're going to run Brees Hall all game long like if if that happens then Brees Hall to the moon Brees Hall is going to 14 overall 15 look we talked about Najee Harris being worth 10 to 14 overall value in 2021 and people came at our necks they called us crazy they said we're reaching on on Najee Harris but guess what guess what Najee Harris was a first-round player production-wise last year. And who was laughing? Not us. We were laughing. Who was laughing at us? Nobody. Because Najee earned it. 
I'm not saying, like, this is what's so funny, is I get people that, that come at me and say, Smitty, I'm doing my, my running back rankings on Instagram. And number one, number one, I have JT. Number two, I put Javante Williams. But I spent about 45 seconds in the one-minute video clip going, make sure you don't draft this guy at number two. This is my prediction. I believe Javante will finish as the number two running back. But Melvin Gordon is a gift. Melvin Gordon makes him a second-round pick. Now we can all freaking draft Javante Williams at 15 to 18 with a big grin on our face because I'm ranking him too. I spent like 40, 40 seconds out of the, the 60 minute clip explaining that. That Javante's my number two. JT's my number one. Javante's my number two. And, and what does, what, what topic, what was the initial question here? It was uh, ETN. Sorry, I got to put this on the screen. E-N-T, E-N-T, no, it's E-T-N, Smitty. Let's just spell it out. Let's not get lazy, okay? E-T-N's the topic. So I I, I put, I, I spent 40 seconds talking about it. And what do my comments read? Hey, Smitty, I get it you like, I get it you like uh, Javante, but don't you think it's unwise to draft him at number two when his ADP's falling? Like, I, I feel like I waste half of my life explaining things when no one reads, no one listens, no one watches the entire footage. You know, it, it, it's this constant tweaking and poking and prodding and, and knee-jerk reactions without taking in all the information. I'm telling you, don't draft Javante number two because you don't have to. For goodness sake, you can get him in the middle of freaking round two now. But he's still my number two. And I think you win leagues because of it. Point is, Brees Hall could climb. And it'll be warranted. Walker could climb into the top of the third round if he goes nuts in the early, you know, part of June and July, I mean, hype could climb Walker into like 24 to 20, 28 overall. ETN's nestled real snug in his ADP bed that 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 figures to be around 5.1 to 6.5. It's a very wide range. Like like Michael KCPA just calculated. He just got the TPS report back, calculated it, compiled the data created a standard deviation from the mean at a 4.56 frequency multiplied by the flux capacitor and then divided by a power of 79,000 square root 7. And Michael KCPA came up with this conclusion. ETN is going around the 4-5 turn. That's exactly what I said, so we're on the same page. 4-5 turn is where you get an ETN. That's why you don't hear... Who is it, Stormcat... That's why you don't hear me talk about ETN like I talk about Brees Hall. I talk about ETN the way I talk about ETN. The ETN will be a steal. The ETN is your win-a-league running back in the 4-5 range, preferably 5. 5.5, we've got him in mock drafts at about 5.3 to 5.6 on the regular. On the regular. So... I'm I'm guessing you won't have a problem getting ETN as your fifth drafted player across the board. Uh, Michael KCPA might be able to compute something to confirm that real quickly. But ETN, 
I love him, Stormcat. I feel like that was a little bit of an unfair description of your boy Smitty right here. Hey, Smitty, Stormcat here. I'd like to hear your analysis on why you don't seem to be as high on Travis Etienne. I I appreciate you, Stormcat. I'm not mad at you. I I was just defending myself. The bros again. Hey, Smitty, here's another one that might cause a Smitty rant. Why is Trey Lance getting all this negativity? I mean, I I Twitter Trey Lance or whatever, and all I see is negativity, and it it fuels me to run my three miles a day, and it fuels me to sit there and look at all these people and say, you guys are this. (laughs) Oh, the Bruce, man. The Bruce is loose. The Bruce is loose on that one. Trey Lance. I, I mean, I, I could beat a dead horse on this. I don't think you guys want to hear the whole spiel. But I would say... I would say Trey Lance is on his way to becoming a top 5-7 to seven quarterback. And I think that people that that really truly believe that Trey Lance can't be a top five to seven quarterback in fantasy football, like we're we're a fantasy football show, we do talk about news. We are a fantasy football show. I don't think they. I think they're hand in hand. I think that if Trey Lance drops a top five to seven quarterback season, Trey Lance is going to play like a top five to seven NFL quarterback. So I'm not I'm not feeling like this is gonna be one of those he's a great like kind of like Hertz was last year great fantasy guy but horrible quarterback in everyone's mind I I defend Hertz I think Hertz is gonna be absolutely a whole different on a different level and the people that doubted Hertz and called him a trash can after one season of trying to learn the NFL game in an environment where it was kind of toxic and they didn't want him there they're constantly talking about replacing him uh, I I don't. I don't know what people's deal is with Jalen Hurts, but it seems to be the same problem people have with Trey Lance. It's like, he's a running quarterback. I think people oftentimes take a running quarterback and they assume that that Trey Lance, because he's a running quarterback, can't throw. Trey Lance came from a small school. Hurts can't throw because he runs a lot. I think there's a real correlation to running quarterback in in the hatred that people have. Like like Trey Lance has a cannon. Trey Lance has an offense. He has weaponry that that very few if any quarterbacks in the NFL have. Trey Lance has Kittle, Mitchell, uh Davis Price. That running game is going to be off the hook, especially with Trey Lance navigating wherever he wants. You you, you have Trey Lance running around the threat of him running around, people wanting to shadow this man. What, what do you think is going to happen to the rushing attack? It's going to average more yards per carry. It's going to have just slightly more room. The A gap will be a little bit more open. The B gap will be a little bit more open. The The rushing lanes at min, in midfield will be less congested. There'll be less box counts, higher box, box counts. Now that you have Trey Lance taking attention away from defensive, uh, uh, you know, uh, game planning, like it, it's gonna, it's gonna be absolutely madness. Like I, I don't really know what problem people really have with Trey Lance because you can't judge him too harshly. Off, I don't care what Steve Young and Joe Montana say. 
I don't I don't care. Which is funny, Hot Prime, that people put so much weight on what Joe Montana has said. These are the same people. Just because Joe Montana was one of the best quarterbacks ever, people think that he they know he knows what he's talking about in terms of scouting. Like, and I have a lot of people say, "You think you know more than Joe Montana?" Yeah. Like as arrogant as that sounds, like what do you think I do for a living? I, this is what I do for a living. Twenty years of scouting, and I don't care if Joe Montana played football and was one of the best quarterbacks ever. Michael Jordan was one of the best players to ever play, one of the best athletes ever. The GOAT, the best basketball player to ever walk the earth. He thought Kwame Brown was phenomenal. He doesn't know how to scout for anything. I'm a better basketball scout than Michael Jordan. I And uh, fantasy basketball was my thing. I was better at fantasy basketball uh, than I was in, in analysis. I had a fantasy basketball site the first two or three years I did fantasy about 18 17, 18 years ago is when I stopped doing fantasy basketball. But I knew, I knew I could see the the sleeper talent and upside. I love that Joe Montana gets so much pull from people. Like, the guy's senile in some ways, the way he talks at least, about about players like Trey Lance. Because he said, (laughs) I think the Niners should just move on and find another quarterback. What person in their right mind would say that when a team hasn't even given him a chance yet? They invested their entire future on Trey Lance. They mortgaged all the draft capital, and you're literally going to say... That's like something my mom would say. Yeah, uh, maybe you should just move on, Smitty. You think? Joe Montana. And, and I, I give Steve Young more respect than Joe Montana, but keep keep in mind that people twist up what some of these 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 players are saying because they want it to fit their narrative. It's narrative season. It's live season. It's it's smoke season. Still, even though the draft is already over, it's smoke season. And the bottom line is Trey Lance. There's a narrative people want that he's inexperienced. They want to back up their doubt. Look, every person out there that has said Trey Lance will fail. They're constantly looking for evidence to suggest they're going to be right. And they're constantly scouring news wires and comments from people to find something. Like, what do we know? Do we know Steve Young's full context to that? I'm not saying I do either, but I probably guarantee you there's some positives that are not brought up in that quote. You know, Trey Lance isn't ready. Well, gee, that, that sounds, uh, that sounds, uh, that sounds like typical. You know, Trey Lance hasn't played, started but two games. Of course he's not ready. Joe Burrow wasn't ready. Herbert wasn't ready. And he came in and lit the league on fire as a rookie. Joe Burrow hadn't torn, had a torn ACL. And Joe Burrow walked in with a, a, a suspect offensive line. Um, a rookie wide receiver that was being talked about as not being able to catch the football at the NFL level. And Joe Burrow came in unprepared and, and not ready, coming back from an ACL tear. And, and did we doubt him? No, we didn't because we trusted Joe Burrow. Same concept here. You can doubt Trey all you want. Trey Lance is going to prove you wrong. He's got intelligence. He's got the wheels. He's got the offensive weaponry. He's got more weapons than Joe Burrow had. And he's got no torn ACL to come back from. He's got arguably, the only problems you have 
with that Niner offense at all or defense, the entire team is maybe offensive line, but you have a mobile quarterback that's going to help improve that immediately. Um, Max should return, I imagine. It's gonna things are going to improve. I love that people are doubting Trey Lance. He's going to drop a top five to seven quarterback season from an NFL perspective and fantasy. Um, Jose says Super Chargers and Snake Shack, Shake Shack rule. Shake Shack rule. What's the Shake Shack rule? Are you talking about me eating there too much again? Super Chargers. Super Chargers. Oh, no, that's Super Chat. <laughs> no, Super Charger. You wrote Super. It's a Super Chat. You wrote Super Chargers and Shake Shack rule. I don't really know what that means, Jose. I appreciate your Super Chat. But can you explain it? Elaborate a little bit so I know what's going on here. We got no AC here. So Smitty's a little uh, unsure of what's really even going on. I'm, I'm dying a heat stroke here. Smitty is going to explode. No office air. Trashing Lance. Coming back from an Achilles ACL. <laughs> Achilles or ACL. Hurts can't throw. Montana and Steve Young now. Michael KCPA and Steve Young. Uh, yeah, so Jose, I think what Jose's saying here is that there's a Shake Shack rule that I guess I'm breaking where I eat there too much and I might get tired of it. Wouldn't surprise me, Jose. I do wear out food quite a bit. Um, I eat at the same places kind of over and over and over. I've got like my seven rotation. And the problem is I have one of them and then I liked it so much the day before I'll go back the next day and then I'll go back the next day and then I ruin it. I got to keep it on at least a three-day spacer or a two-day spacer minimum. I can't have the same thing two days in a row uh, or I could wear it out. So you're not wrong. You're not wrong. Um, What is the superchargers thing though? Just your Charger fan, I assume. Love the Chargers. I think you did DM me on the Chargers that you're you're a big fan. I appreciate that. I'm a big Charger fan. Let's go Chargers. Uh, I'm a big Herbert fan, actually, is what it is. Debo gets paid and fed by Trey Lance. Debo probably will get his contract sooner or later. Um, I'd say 99% that's getting done. There's this People will start kicking around rumors that, that maybe Debo's going to do some holdout. He can't. He'd lose too much money. The Bruce. Hey, Smitty. Here's another one that might cause a Smitty rant. Oh, all right. Trey Lance I got old? that one. Okay, this one. To clarify, I only mean the people that uh, talk negative about Trey Lance when they say uh, Jimmy G's the You mean negative like Honest Abe? Trey Lance equals Jamarcus Russell? Oh. Honest Abe. This is going to age very badly. That's okay. I still appreciate you. Deshaun Watson and Saquon Barkley in return. I get Javante Williams and 2.3. What do you think of Smitty? Need your advice. QBs are Rodgers, Lance, Tua, and Zach Wilson. Well, if you've already got Lance and, and Aaron Rodgers and you got Zach Wilson, um, yeah, I'm taking. I'm getting Javante all day long. All day long. Because you don't even know Watson could be suspended. You know, we don't really know what's up with that. The Bruce. My last question is, with all these viable uh, suspensions coming up, Watson, Cook, Kamara, Jerry Judy, um, what, are, what are we thinking about this? What if, like, Cook suspended eight games? What does that do for his ADP, and what does that do for Madison? Um, it's well, the same thing with... Uh, Kamara and his backup, which is, I believe, Ingram. And what does it do for all the Denver things? What's the first part of your question? My last question is, with all these viable uh, 
suspensions coming up. Watson, Cook, Kamara. So where, what are you getting Cook? Cook doesn't have a viable suspension yet. Cook has def- definitely got that off-the-field issue, but Cook is not, like, he's not one of the people that we're expecting in a, in a, 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 a suspension. Um, I think it's possible, like, that something kicks into gear again. Like, you you would need something new to come out on the Dalvin Cook off-season, off-the-field issue. He had that. If, for those that forget, um, Dalvin Cook, uh, yeah, I do see your message, uh, Manning. I see it right here. Appreciate you over on Twitch. Um, I, I, I think um, last year we thought maybe Cook was going to get a suspension because there's that off-the-field issue where poorly – his ex broke into his house and t- took his gun. He said and it was like a whole big mess. And, uh, there, there was domestic stuff involved and there was, he said, she said, and then it kind of just stopped and we didn't hear anything about it, but we thought it was going to get worse. And the thing about it is unless we hear something new, probably nothing's going to be made of it. But if let's say there's some text message that is awful that comes out or a video or a voice message or anything, that comes out and then gets dropped in the media, then people are going to take it and run with it, and then Dalvin Cook will very much be in, in trouble. So I think for people to assume that that nothing's going to happen from this, that that's a little uh, optimistic, but I think people that assume something will happen, that's a little presumptuous. So it's like, I, I don't I don't think anything will happen, but let's say he gets suspended. suspended. Judy won't get suspended, I don't think. Sean, anything's possible, but that Judy situation was garbage. He literally locked his car door with a with a baby seat and paperwork, and it, it did have his ex's wallet. Like I understand where it's like somebody locked your wallet in their car. You would call the police at some point. You'd be like, "Give me my wallet." They're like, "No, I'm not going to give it to you." Okay, I'll call the police. Like I get that the police got called, but this was a situation that could have been handled right then and there. Like, hey, she's got my phone. I've got her wallet. I'm not driving off with it, but I'm just not unlocking the car. If I was a police officer on scene, I'd be like, "Unlock the car." You know, give her the wallet. Do you have his phone? Like, I don't know why it went this route. But in Colorado, if you tamper with someone's personal property, you get arrested. And so, for everything that I hear, on scene, the police were arrived on scene. The police, she was, the police were being begged by his ex to not arrest him. Because she didn't think it was going to go that far. She just wanted her wallet, I suppose. And, and, and then when he got arrested, she was calling the police station saying don't press charges but the police kept going with it this is why i kind of laugh when people say he'll settle or this player will settle if there's if the police get involved and there's evidence they don't just back off because someone calls up and says can you stop the police just keep going with it but i don't know that the league's gonna do any like he was arrested that's a problem you get arrested the nfl usually acts even if you're innocent or whatever, unless it was a wrongful arrest or the police apologize, like something like that. Like you get arrested, it's bad news for the NFL. They don't like it. You violate the personal conduct policy by some things that aren't even yet proven in court. Like the NFL could definitely take that route. But in this case, it's it's weak. It's weak. The the Colorado laws weak. Attorneys everywhere outside of Colorado were thrown back, like not understanding the law. Never seen this law before in my life. This is a Colorado only law. I think Judy escapes. Do I think that uh, do I think that Dalvin Cook faces a suspension? Probably not. But if something new arises, then we're in. Tr- he's in trouble. I'm more worried about Dalvin Cook and his torn labrum that continues to get torn. We've talked about it before. That ball and socket. You've got this this piece of uh, 
of like uh, uh, it's like a seal that's in your your socket, and the ball without the seal slides in and out like that. So you have this seal in there that keeps the ball tight, and when you tear the seal, you you rip it and you create this little opening where your ball can slide out of the socket because it's torn during the the seal's no longer thick at that point. You can have a surgery, you can try and repair it, but we're looking at probably Dalvin Cook being very, very, very much susceptible um, uh, to, to, I don't know, re-tearing or having, if he has multiple tears, having that ball pop out of socket mid-game. He could take any hit at any moment and that ball and socket pop right out. And it's not like it just goes right back in. Like you do damage to it. You tear. It's kind of like you kind of like think of it like this. I know this is a weird example, but it's the best way to kind of explain it. And I, I got a lot of medical background in what I do because I've reported on this for twenty years. So I know a lot about when I talk about knee injuries. I've had a lot of knee injuries. I know a lot about knees. I know a lot about patellar tendons. I know a lot about all this stuff. And when you when you take like you know when you bite your fingernails or your the skin on your nails like some people have a nasty habit i'm sure everybody's done it at some point but when you take it too far and you just rip it and it burns and you're like damn it i went too far like that's kind of in a way i I describe like meniscus tears like you can have a tear in your meniscus and just like that skin on your finger it can keep tearing you know if you don't cut it just right it's not just because you even if you got it fixed and cut off if there's still a piece that can catch or whatever you can still continue to tear and in the case of the labrum like dalvin cook even if you tore and popped that socket out of joint and tore the labrum it's torn it's 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 susceptible to more tearing even if you popped it back in you have that 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 damaged part that is now like an opening for it to come out so this guy is gonna absolutely absolutely be susceptible to injury moving forward so so worry about it but i mean madison super handcuff um melvin gordon i suppose he's a he's a great handcuff it depends on where he goes jerry judy the bruce I have one. So let's say I have a top-tier quarterback like a Herbert, a Burrow, a Mahomes, Josh Allen. Let's say three rounds later. Check your mail. Um, Or four, maybe. Let's say Brady, Russell Wilson, Aaron Rodgers, Trey Lance. They're all up there, and they're your highest guy ranked. Would you be dumb just to say, you know what? They're my highest guy ranked. I'm going for the backup quarterback just because they're the highest guy on my board. So you're saying the Bruce, do I draft two quarterbacks when I don't yet need two quarterbacks drafting two QBs? It depends on the context. Like, like I've done this before the Bruce where I've gotten laughed at. I took a couple years ago or more than a couple years ago is when Drew Brees was a top three quarterback. I remember around seven, he fell and, and I drafted like, I don't know, it was like Aaron Rodgers or I think it was bad. It might even have been when Peyton Manning was still doing well. might have been that long ago. But I drafted my quarterback in like the third round, like Peyton Manning or something like that. And then Drew Brees was sitting there, who should have been the next quarterback taken. But quarterbacks kept slipping. 
And so while this one guy thought everyone's got a, you know, everyone's got running back needs and wide receiver needs, he thought he was going to get Drew Brees. I drafted him in like the mid sixth or early seventh round, and everyone's like, "Oh my god, I can't believe he drafted. He didn't even have his wide receiver three yet." I did it because it was ridiculous value, and and I saw more of an opportunity to trade Drew Brees going nuts back then, and and I ended up. This this guy when my league was so pissed off, it was a buddy of mine, and he was like, Nobody trade for his quarterback. Everybody stand firm. Lock arms. We're not giving Smitty a quarterback. What a stupid move. You're so stupid for doing that dumbest move ever. And I said, Watch, one of you are gonna break this lockstep chain you got here of not trading with me because you're gonna need a quarterback, and they're not gonna care. They're gonna want to win the league. They're gonna want Drew Brees. I traded Drew Brees for Gronk, who was in the second round back then. And I got a second-round player by drafting Drew Brees in round six or seven. Point of the story is, you don't really know. Context is everything. It's not, in general, wise to be drafting backup quarterbacks when you don't have your starters filled. But if you're in a situation like in best ball, I draft. Sometimes I've drafted Mahomes and Herbert back-to-back in a best ball when they both drop to like the fourth and fifth round because I feel like I can replace the fourth round wide receiver in round five and kind of kick the can down the road and keep replacing the talent that way and have that rotation of quarterbacks. I've done it. I've done it. In best ball, it can work because if you have Herbert or Mahomes going nuts and carrying your team best ball, especially if you do these best ball tournaments where you need to win four games, you need to be the best team in the first four weeks or you don't move on to the next round. Like, you can't just wait until week 17. Oh, week 17. Like, you get kicked out of some of these best ball tournaments by week four. So, having Mahomes and Herbert on a rotation where best ball optimal lineup is set, this is a 1QB, mind you, it can lead you to victories for four weeks and then boom. So, it just depends on strategy. Is it best ball? Um, are, is there any good talent left when you're taking your second quarterback? Are you like uh, indifferent on the options left? It's not advisable, but if you're smart and you know what you're doing and you know your league mates, you can get away with some weird stuff like that, bro. This one's from Joseph. Who are some of the receivers you're targeting after round 10 in the standard 12-team redraft league? Wide receivers after round 10? 10 plus. Wow. Uh, bro. I get, I, um, let, let me pull up some rankings. That's deep, bro. That's deep. Wide receivers in round 10. Uh, let's look deep. I don't know what wide receiver number that would be, but let me just go like past 30. If that's okay with you. So once you get past 30 on rankings, you see like Devontae Smith, Gabe Davis. Love both those guys. Okay, I think that might not be round 10 yet, but uh, I'm on St. Brown. Very doubted. St. Brown, because of the presence of Jamison Williams, people are just forgetting about him. Um, uh, Let's see. Ayuk, those guys are all going to go before round 10, but I just wanted to touch on leading into round 10. These rookies like Garrett Wilson, Lazard's kind of being forgotten about because um, you have Christian Watson coming in there, but Lazard might be pretty consistent. He could have 1,100 yards and 8 to 10 touchdowns. Really, that's possible. Um, Kadarius Toney, I like and don't like him at the same time. He's very talented, but what a head case he is. 
Sky Moore, Christian Watson, these guys in redraft could fall there. They might not. Rondell Moore I like a lot. Um, but I think his situation got a little worse. It should be good in weeks one through six, though, so we might have a good taste of what he could do. Um, Josh, Joshua Palmer in uh, in L.A., he could become relevant. Um, David Bell, I like a lot in Cleveland. He's a good rookie to grab very, very late. Braxton Berrios is interesting, but it's a very crowded wide receiver room. Uh, I like Mechie a lot in Houston, but we'll kind of have to see how he, he is health-wise. Um, I don't know, bro. Those are some of the, the names that come to mind. Um, Tim Patrick um, and, and uh, let's see here. Tim Patrick. Tyler Boyd's kind of forgotten about. Russell Gage is pretty interesting in Tampa Bay. So that that's probably what, how how I would go with that. Steven. Hey, Smitty. Just did my uh, best ball mania draft here. What are your thoughts on this team? 1.7 Najee, 2.6 Javante, 3.7 Waddle, 4.6 Herbert, 5.7 Devontae Smith, 6.6 Eli Mitchell, 7.7 Elijah Moore, 8.6... Watson, 11.7 Hamler, 12.6 Herb Smith Jr., 13.7 Zach Wilson, 14.6 Ty so, Price, 15.7 Kyron Williams, 16.6 right. John Mechie, 17.7 Danny Gray. Got it. Okay. Uh, let's look at this team. Najee, Javante, we're just going to go in the beginning. Uh, Najee, Javante, Waddle, Herbert. Devontae Smith, Eli Mitchell, Elijah Moore, Cordero, Knox, Watson. I like it. Um, it's a, very similar to the the best ball team that I drafted. Um, so you got Najee and Javante, potentially two top four running backs, honestly. You got Waddle, who could be a wide receiver one, but more of a wide receiver two that's elite. Uh, Herbert, you could have the number one quarterback. Devontae Smith, I like a lot. Elijah Mitchell, I like. Um, I don't know if you got Davis Price, if you mentioned that earlier. Davis Price with Mitchell's very, very crafty running back, too, let alone your flex. Elijah Moore might have something to say about being the number two in New York. I think he could be the number one wide receiver. Knox, love it. Great team. Fantastic job. Nice work. Um... So, Smitty, so me and some buddies are starting our first Dynasty League. So we're going to start um, our draft here in about a month. Sorry. So we're starting our fantasy, uh, our Dynasty Draft League for the first time. And um, I have a chance to, tr- I have the seventh pick. I have the chance to trade my seventh pick to get the number one overall pick. But I would also trade him my fourth round pick and he would give me his seventh-round pick in exchange. Do you think I should make that trade to be able to move up and start our Dynasty League and grab Jamar Chase or Jonathan Taylor or Justin Jefferson, or should I just not even risk trading that fourth-round pick and just stick with my seventh overall? Okay, so I, I, I got it. So you're trying to trade your seventh overall up to the first overall pick? Or what was it first overall, did he say? Number one, okay. Um, I would say no, because I like, I think Jefferson, Jamar Chase, or 
one of those players could fall to your seven pick. And and while I like the idea of JT, that fourth rounder, I don't think I'm giving that up to just move up. You know what I mean? Like, you could still get, like, Eckler. You could still get... I've seen Jamar Chase or Jefferson fall there before. It's tough to say. Um, but I don't think it's worth giving up your fourth rounder overall. It's It's interesting. JT is definitely a player I love to own, but... I think I'm okay if you land one of those other guys. Not to mention, I still like in Dynasty. I still like Javante at seven. Like redraft, we gotta let in redraft we gotta let Javante fall to the second round. But in Dynasty, I still like Javante as much as anyone. So why not take Javante at seven? Let people laugh at you, whatever, and and then just keep your fourth rounder. That would be my that'd be my advice. Let's get to the uh, phone lines, shall we? Phone line time. Where is that? Call into the show. Call, call, call into the show. Call into the show. Dial 602 NFL. Dial into thy show. 602 NFL. Dong. Let's go. The phone lines are active. So our topics of the day, I think in general, have been Kyler. I don't think Kyler gets an extension, but the Cardinals could look to maybe extend him if if they, they figure they're going to be, you know, spending a ton of money later. It could definitely change their thinking. But for right now, I don't think he gets extended. I don't think he gets extended. They picked up his fifth-year option for a reason. Um, ETN... I love ETN in in redraft and dynasty. Um, what was it Stormcat? Stormcat, where are you at? I hope you didn't take offense to my rant against you on that. I, I appreciate you. I love you, Stormcat. I'm just uh, I was just kind of making sure you knew and everybody knew how much I love ETN. ETN is a baller, and uh, he's in a running back by committee in theory because guess what? Doug Peterson runs a running back by committee no matter what. But there isn't a lot of competition. And the fact that he pulls in football so well, I could see a running back by committee being where he's on the field still catching footballs and running routes. I think Trevor Lawrence will trust him, lean on him, and and ball out. Uh, so that ETN topic. Then the second topic uh, was uh, the Kyler or the Trey Lance topic. Um, there's so many Trey Lance haters out there. I love it. I like that there are Trey Lance haters out there. It's going to make it more sweet when Trey Lance just balls out and becomes a monster. Um, I really think he will. No quarterback has walked into their second season with the arsenal that Trey Lance is being handed since, you know, like Mahomes. Some would say like Andrew Luck. There are some examples where you could argue, I suppose, but this is a kid that has a top five to seven offense being handed to him, a top seven defense probably, in my opinion. And this defense is interesting because they get coached up and they get better as the season moves along. If you remember, the Niners had a very questionable defense in the beginning of the year because they bring in a lot of unknowns and they they turn these players into good players based on scheme. And so I think you're definitely going to see that happen with this Niner defense as well and the offensive line. What's up, pal? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? Hey, Smitty, this is Mike Ortiz. How you doing, man? Mike, what's up, pal? Hey, man, uh, I don't know if you uh, were uh, able to get to my comments, so I, I might have 
already you might have already answered this, but I was wondering what your thoughts were on uh, Char- Charlie Kolar, that uh, that guy that was like the all-time you know three-time pro or whatever uh, in college. I guess he's behind Mark Andrews. I was going to see uh, you know what his dynasty aspect is for you, and you know what you could tell me about him if if you have any idea. Okay, let me let me pull up some news on on him. It's tough to be anything behind Mark Andrews, um, but injuries happen. He's had some some health issues in the past. What is is he diabetic? I forget what what uh, Andrews. Um, uh, I, think, I think so. Yeah. Yeah, I think there were some issues there to where we thought maybe he could play full season or full season or full games. Um, yeah, this guy I, Iowa State, right? Um, he's number one hundred. Yeah, you got it. Yeah, one hundred twenty-eight overall, six foot seven, two fifty-two. Uh, he's twenty-three years old. Um. Yeah, I think he was like a three-time All-Pro in the Pac-12 or something. And, yeah. Yeah, he did pretty well. Yeah, I mean he he's got upside. I think uh, some of compar- like I'm looking at a comparison here to Tyler Higby, which I think you're assuming he'll be better than that. But I mean, I don't know. I I, I like him. I like him, I think, in a deep dynasty league where you've got a spot to burn. Why not? You know, but I don't know that I'm expecting anything out of him. And I think Andrews, how old is Andrews? He's not, like, super young, but I don't know that he's, like, an old man yet. He is uh, 26. So, I mean, it'd have to be, like, an injury. Like, it's hard to to envision a path for him. But I certainly wouldn't, like, uh, detour you away from grabbing him, you know. So okay, great, yeah, great. Yeah. Thank you so much. I, I yeah, it. I, to be honest, I don't have a whole lot on him. I haven't scouted him too much. I I do recognize him, his name, and I have, I believe, seen some film on him. Um, let me let me pull up. I'll pull up some film and watch it. You know, I won't share that because I can't stream that. But I'll I'll give you a little live reaction real quick. Let's 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 pull up some film <laughs> on him because I, I have seen him. I just, All right, great. I, you know, he wasn't. Let's see here. All right, here's some footage of him I'm watching live. I mean, he he's good. Uh, he seems like, I would say uh, Tyler Higby's a pretty good comparison when I watch him. Um, but, you know, nothing jumps nothing jumps out. I think he's a he had some good production, but nothing jumps out to where I'm like, this guy has that, that it factor. Like, I'm not saying he won't become something, but, like, nothing is... When I watch him, I don't see anything that like puts him above everyone else. I think, uh, yeah, you know, well, I guess like uh, what I, what I was reading on, I, he was a premier, you know, pass, you know, he was a good blocker for you know the quarterback. So I feel like maybe that's why he earned the trust, and then he eventually just became better. Yeah, but, uh, Charlie. Col- but you're right. I feel like Mark Andrews needs to get injured first. Yeah, the guy we're talking about, just so people don't know, it's Charlie Kolar. Yeah. Um, Kolar, I believe that's how you spell it. So Charlie Kolar. Yeah, I picked him up in uh I picked him up in a redraft league, but like it was a thirty two team league, the last pick, fifteen rounds, you know. Yeah. Like, okay, I'm gonna just throw it to Dart there, but I was just thinking, you know, maybe something I want to pick up in Dynasty, but I wanted to get your reaction first. Yeah. All right, pal, appreciate you calling in. All right, thank you so much, Smitty. Yeah. Have a good day. Yep. All right. Next caller. Dial in. Drop it. Yeah, that, that guy's got some upside, I suppose. But um, 
while we wait for the next caller. I want to thank the first people in the building. Spacula was first in the house. Gary, James, Pearson. What's up, Pearson? Dylan, Wesley, Philip, Jeremy, Hod, Nevin, Jaden. Appreciate Jeb, all of you guys being here. Notification gang in the house. We've got 60 to 80 people in here pretty much the whole show. If you guys could punch the thumbs up. Subscribe if you're new. It helps the channel a ton. Um, Jose, I appreciate that super chat, buddy boy. Um, Jose, you still here? Appreciate that super chat, Jose. You're the man. Jose's the man! You've just been Smitty approved. Jose Smitty approved. Appreciate the super chat, buddy. And I, I don't know. May, you know you know what's funny, Jose? I might take this nine ninety nine and plug it right into uh, Shake Shack. <laughs> I'm going to take it, plug it right into Shake Shack and destroy the Shake Shack rule. You're live like, on the Fantasy like- Football Show. What can I do for you? Hey, Smitty, I got a keeper uh, league. It's 10 uh, players uh, starting and 10 uh, teams. I got to choose between Joe Mixon, James Conner, Jamar Chase, and Jay Willie. Who should I keep? Uh, Same again? Joe Mixon, James Conner, Jamar Chase, and Javon Williams. Javante Williams. How many can you keep? One. You said Joe Mixon, Javante... James Conner and Jamar. Yeah. Um, Jamar, you got to keep Jamar. I mean, think about it this way. Like, who are you drafting first in a draft? Probably a running back. But are, are you? You don't see Jamar. But, in, but not a, but not of those two that I got, yeah. No, I'm just so saying, probably of, of Jamar guy, out, of, out of my choices, you mean? Yeah, like who's... Okay, out of my choices, yeah, Jamar. Okay, so my question would be, who would... Why would you treat it any different than a draft? And I'm, I'm, not, I'm, not, trying, okay. I'm not trying to come down here. I'm just trying to, like, let's wrap our head around the idea of keepers and why pe- some people struggle with this topic. And I get it. You have a big yeah. decision. You want to make the right decision. I'm not I'm not coming down on you at all. I'm just trying to help you. Like, why treat it any right. different that's than a, a draft? That's a good point. You know, Jamar Chase all goes right. in the top five or six overall with ease. Javante's a second rounder. Just because we like Javante, well, it's in a dynasty he might, or a keeper. It's a keeper. It's not a dynasty. He probably goes in the second round. It's a keeper. It's not a dynasty. He's probably going at like 14, 15. Like, use that to your advantage. Try and draft Javante back. Um, Mixing, okay. you're not keeping over. I mean, not to mention, this player you keep is going to maintain keeper value the next year, right? Right. So, yeah you, yeah, you can't consider Connor. You can't consider... You can't consider anybody but Jamar Chase and Javante. Um, okay. Was there another bigger name besides Mixon, Connor, and? I mean, I've got uh, Herbert, but I don't think it's worth using yeah, on a you, quarterback. I love him, but you can get him. You can draft him back. But yeah, just think, right, of, it, think right. of it that way. Like, if you're in a draft, what do you do? You know, it does it's no different at all. All right, I'm with you when you're right, Smitty. Thanks for the advice. I appreciate you, pal. Right on. Thanks. Later. Bye. I I do find that funny. I mean, I I struggle with it. We all do. We're human beings. We struggle. But I find it funny how many people don't look at it like that. They're just like, who do I keep? And I'm just like, why? First of all, like, why are you bringing up Connor? You know what I'm saying? Not again. Not not being hard on him. But like, why bring? You know, 
It's because he had a lot of touch. Like, you can draft him back. You could draft him back. Herbert, you can definitely draft. So, although I love Herbert. Uh, Cooper Cup League, we probably have... Uh, call back it disconnected real quick. Um, I, we probably have like two or three spots left in the Cooper Cup League, I imagine. So if you guys want in, DM me on Instagram or drop a, a $20 super. Uh, I would think I think we have about two to three, two to four spots left. I got to really look at it. Terry likes Javante over Jamar. In a di- like it depends on the context. Like if it's dynasty, I'm not mad at that. I'm not mad at that. If it's redraft or a one player keeper, it's different. So there's different different levels of where Javante should fall and how far you should let him fall. If if it's if it's uh Take it for for what you want. Um, here's another question here. I have JT and Singletary and a solid wide receiver. Uh, what was the first question? Is this it right here? Rogers. Maybe this is the question. Trade Brees and 24 second. 2024 second for... Lance and Tyler Algier. And this is a 2QB, I imagine. I imagine this is a super flex. Trade Brees and 20, uh, 20, second rounder in 2024 for Lance and Tyler Algier. I'd rather keep Brees Hall. And I love Trey Lance. You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to? What can I help you with? D2W Stoos. What's, What's up, D2? What do you got for me? I've got a trade offer that I'm pondering right now. I've got players I can drop. He's basically flooded me with a bunch of crap. But he wants Lamar Jackson. He's offering Drew Locke, LaVisca Chenault, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Malik Willis. What do you think? Say, say it one more time. He wants Lamar Jackson. Lamar the dynasty. He wants Lamar and he's offering Drew Locke, LaVisca Schnault, Zach Wilson, Elijah Moore, and Malik Willis. Uh, I like I a lot. I like a Elijah lot. Moore a lot, but I think, and you said it's a one QB or two? It's a super flex. Okay, then no. Lamar. If it was a one QB, you're like talk. Yeah. You're talking about like there's some potential arguments, but you're talking about super flex. Lamar Jackson's going in the top twelve, top fifteen. You know, in a, probably top twelve. Like it's dynasty, right? So like right. maybe Lamar is a little less valuable in dynasty than he is redraft in a super flex, but probably still top twelve. Like maybe even top seven. You know, so you're not getting enough. Yeah, I, I, I was really staring at Zach Wilson, Malik Willis, and Elijah Moore. I could care less about Drew Lock and LaVisca, but yeah, the, those they're just throwing pieces. Those are garbage uh, add-ins. But no, man, you can't. You got to get way more for like again. Back to the other caller. 
like when you're drafting, where's Lamar Jackson going in a dynasty startup superflex? Guys in the chat, throw, yeah, I feel you. throw a draft slot like one point five, one point ten, two point one. Like everybody, throw a draft slot out in the chat of where Lamar Jackson goes in a dynasty startup because those other guys don't even like Zach Wilson's going to go higher in a two two QB league than he would have won, obviously. But I don't even know if Zach Wilson's going in the top three like three rounds. Like, I, I mean, maybe he goes in round three or four or something. Somebody gets crazy, you know, but it depends on how quickly quarterbacks get gobbled up. But I don't I don't know. I, I don't think in a super flex, I'm taking Zach Wilson in my top three rounds. So, like, you're literally, I think you can go get the world for Lamar. You can go get the world for Lamar. And you're settling for the first person that comes along to just talk trade. Go attack, like, announce it to the league. Lamar's available. Have you done that yet? No, I haven't done that yet. Yeah, I'm do, here in the hospital on pain medication. So yeah, well, <laughs> that's do why I'm calling you. Yeah, to I pre- make sure I was right about declining it. I appreciate you calling and, and spending your time with us while you're on meds. Uh, and and this is where <laughs> this is where we want you to be, Stu. So appreciate you dialing in. But I I would send Anytime out. Anytime I see, you, I pop on. I would send out an offer to the or a general comment to the entire league and it's going to make this guy want to up his offer too and come stronger anyway cuz he's going to be like dang it but yeah no no way keep Lamar sounds, keep Lamar Sounds good thanks for the All right, advice, buddy. advice awesome. Yeah keep Thank you everybody for your support you have a great day Yeah keep uh keep coming back into the into the the chat and the the you know calling in whenever you have a moment Later D- I got doctors here I got to let you All go right, boss bye. D2 dialing in while he's in the middle of being seen by a doctor. That's how dedicated this man is to the show. Uh, thoughts and prayers with D2 going through through some stuff, but dude's a, dude's a tough dude. I know he'll be fine. Landon, what's up, pal? Um, all right, one more caller. One more caller, then we're shutting the line down. Drafted Damian Pierce, Sky Moore, and Woods in Dynasty Thoughts. Yeah, I mean... I song, I song. Where you been? It's been a long time, I song, since you showed up. I appreciate seeing you here. Like, where you been? Um, this is always kind of like a, I don't know what to say with these kind of comments though. Normally, it's like, hey, I drafted uh, Sky Moore and Pierce in my dynasty, like in my rookie draft. How'd I do? Like, they're good prospects. Like, I, I guess I'd have to know where you drafted them and all that. But, but I do, I do like. Pierce a little bit. He's got some appeal. Sky Moore's got appeal too. I like him. Rashad White I like a lot. What's up? You're live on the Fantasy Football Show. Who am I talking to and what can I do for you? Yes, this is Lorenzo and I have like a um, dynasty uh, draft, uh, the rookie draft this Saturday. I'm at the 201. uh, If Davidville Isaiah Spiller or James Cook is there. Who would I should I actually draft? I actually do am kind of deep in um, running backs and everything, but I kind of like um, their youth and what they've done. So you're talking about James Cook, Bell, and who else? I don't know if you're still there. Oh, hold on. I think I muted you. Sorry. James Cook, 
Bell and who else? Yes, um, James Spiller, David Bell, and Isaiah Spiller. Spiller, yeah. I mean, it's not even close. Again, this is the same question I'm posing back to everybody else. A picture you're in a draft right now. Like, and you're watching. I know you're going to be in a draft, but you're watching. Where's James Cook getting drafted? It's like six overall, five overall, seven overall. Like, people are getting real excited about uh, about James Cook. And I, I'm not saying that they shouldn't be. Like, I think it's he's a little overhyped because... Singletary and Cook are kind of similar. I don't know that I feel like Cook is going to be the next Alvin Kamara, but a lot of people feel like he can be. And he's got a lot of better. I think as long as he actually puts on a little bit of yeah, weight and everything, he's but, only like, like 190 something. But huh. even, even somebody like me who doesn't think it's going to actually happen, I don't really believe he'll be the next Kamara. His trade value is way higher than these other guys. First of all, Spiller is not – Spiller you can get a lot later, and I just don't like Spiller. He tested slow at the Combine. He looked slow in college. I, I came out before the Combine and said he's going to test like at the bottom of everything. He's not quick. And while I like him as a cuff, and he's a decent grab for a for an Eckler owner because he's in, in a Chargers uniform – He's not. He's nowhere near Cook in ADP, like in in rookie only. Nowhere near. Nowhere near. Like this isn't even close, bro. Like Isaiah Spiller is maybe a second or third rounder. Cook's top five or six or seven. Um, and mm-hmm. same thing with Bell. Bell's like that guy. You're like, hey, who Smitty? I'm going into the two point one area. Who's somebody I should look at? Two point one, two point four. Bell. I like Bell a lot, but that's a second rounder. Yeah, that's a know, second rounder, bro. You know, it's funny because he, he said I had 204. I actually got um, the 204 and the 201. Yeah, but that's where you're looking at. You're looking at Bell in the, in the mid-second round, I'd say. Um, but if Cook is there at 2.1, you take Cook. If Rashad White is there before either one of them, you take Rashad White, in my opinion. Oh, okay. Yeah, I, I can see that, definitely, especially if... Um... And, um, like Leonard Fournette actually gets any type of injury, he definitely step into that role. Let me tell you something, man. Rashad White is coming for Leonard Fournette's job, and he said it. He said, "I'm there to start. I'm not there to be a backup." He's the best pass catching running back in the entire 2022 NFL draft class by a mile. He is True. hungry, and Leonard Fournette has a tendency to disappoint over and over. He did it. In Jacksonville, they gave him a second chance. He disappointed again. Then he got arrested, and then they ended up like you know parting ways with him. He comes to Tampa. He kind of struggles and then does well, and then struggles and then does well. Like he's kind of been up and down. And they brought they brought in this Rashad White kid because and they, it's pretty high draft capital because they are a little bit let down in terms of that running back room catching the football, pass protection, and stuff like that. And I, while Rashad White needs to learn pass protection, especially at the NFL level and for his team, because pass protection for specific teams is different across team to team. So it's not like you can just, oh, I'm a good pass protector. Like, that's great. That's a good start. But you could come in and learn how to pass protect. This kid's smart. He's hungry. He says things like, I'm here to start. Like, he wants it. He's going to prove it. And Rashad White, to me, is the gem of all running backs not named Walker and Brees Hall. Okay, yeah, definitely. I think that he'll definitely actually like step into actually even more than a 
Giovanni Bernard um, type of role and everything as well. He was saying because he's like definitely a good receiving back as well. Yeah. Um, all right, man. Anything else? Uh, no, that'd be it, man. I appreciate you like, um, yeah, answering everything and uh, answering my questions. All right. Appreciate you, man. I'll talk to you later. later. Buddy. Uh, thank you. All right. Appreciate him. Appreciate all of you guys that have dialed in. Uh, phone lines are off. Nobody squeezed in as I was turning it off there. Sometimes people do. Uh, I love Javante, but Chase easily in keeper or dynasty. That's what Robert Robert said earlier, and I agree with that. Like we got to take advantage of of Jamar Chase's value, and that he's going a little later, um, especially in a one player keeper that's almost redraft. It has a little bit of a, like a dynasty feeler, you know, keeper value to it. But um, so yeah, appreciate everybody being here. Um, I saw him with the super chat coming in hot at the end. Uh, and, and who, Jose, you still here, Jose? Jose dropped a super chat earlier. I really appreciate Jose dropping this super chat earlier. Um, I'm spending that on Shake Shack, Jose, right on Shake Shack. Um, this right here from iSong College. Um, drafted at 1.1. Do I trade Stefan Diggs in Dynasty to go young? Uh, other wide receivers are Waddle, Gabe Davis, Lazard. Um, need running backs have Hunt, Freeman, and Ingram, Pierce, and Vaughn. Yeah, it sounds like you probably do need to go a little into rebuild, rebuild mode. Um, drafted the one point one. Drafted at the one point one. Do I trade Stefan Diggs in Dynasty? Who could you? Who could he get for Stefan Diggs? Kenneth Walker. Bro, Kenneth Walker is so undervalued. I would make it my purpose to go get Kenneth Walker using digs, man. And you might be able to get more. I don't know about in Dynasty how people value um, how people value digs in Dynasty. It's tough to say, but I would definitely go go looking at Kenneth Walker. He's so undervalued. You could also go after like uh, you've already got Waddle. Um, I was gonna say Waddle. Like, what if the DK owner? Like, I'm just throwing it out there. Had Rashad White as well. Like, DK and Rashad White for Diggs is something I would look at doing. Trade Diggs in the 1.11 for Lamb, says Robert. Interesting, but I don't know. Yeah, I'd rather go after that. Well, Lamb's okay, but then he has no running backs, man. Yeah, I'd go after Walker. Go after Walker and some. Try and get Walker and some. That would be pretty good. Uh, appreciate everybody being here. Is Jose still here? I've been asking that. I haven't seen him. Jose. 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 Appreciate your super. Appreciate yours, iSong. Thank everybody. I thank everybody for being here. Um, This show wouldn't be here without you. The show is because of you all. You are the show. And I'm here every single Monday through Friday, 7 p.m. Eastern. And I answer every question in the chat. So drop a question, not in the live chat. Drop a question, a comment on this video once we hit end here. And I will respond. Test me. Try me. And I'll be back tomorrow at 7 p.m. Eastern because we're here Monday through Friday. Um, if I miss any questions right here now, like Terry, I see you asking a question, ask it in the comments. I will answer it. 
Uh, Bruce says Hall or Walker. I don't know if you're asking a question if you're advising him. Um, so Terry, drop that in the comments and I'll answer it. Uh, I'll see you all tomorrow. And if there's any breaking news, I go live. Think, hey, this is breaking news. Smitty's live. I'm going to his YouTube. Uh, Terry uh, asked that in the comments, and I'll get to it. In general, I'm going to say if Hall and Walker are gone, I so badly want Rashad White, but you probably can't take him at 1.3. So it's going to probably come down to, like, Garrett Wilson or London or someone like that. But ask it, and I'll give it more, more thought.